Welcome back to Dialogue Options, the Dialogue Options podcast. My name is Joel. My good friend Kyron here. Hey. How you doing? Good. I'm good. Good cold. Good. Good. Bit cold. Yeah, it's a bit a little chilly. A little chilly. Not ideal. Uh, <laughs> it's not ideal. We'll cope. We'll get through. We'll warm up with all this hot game news. Oh, it's toasty. Yeah. It's not really that toasty. It's, it's, it's okay. It's, it's solid. It's, it's warm. Tepid at most. It's tepid. Um, yeah, so we're up to episode six now. We're past the, past the, almost in uh, double digits now. We're getting there. I'm stumbling over my words. Jeez. What's wrong with me tonight? Straighten up, What's wrong McDonald's. with me all the time? Straighten yeah. up. Come on. <laughs> cool. You're recording. Uh, so, well, so let's launch into it. Uh, what have you been playing, Kyron? What have you been doing? What, what's, what's your week been like? Well, look, I mentioned last week that I was playing the waiting game. And this mm-hmm. week, the waiting game paid off. I've actually been yes. playing a couple of games. Um, Lovely. So on the weekend, I picked up Zero Time Dilemma, which is the third game in the Zero Escape series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really good so far. I'm having a great time with it. Story is as weird and complex as I've come to expect from this weird and complex series. <laughs> it's very fun. I would recommend only really playing it if you've at least played Virtue's Last Reward. Right, Ideally, okay. you should play... 999 as well but that's a bit harder to track down these days mm. but, um, well there is that rumour going around that it's going to be re-released both 999 and Virtue's Last Reward getting a re-release for uh, I think Vita and PS4 fingers crossed there was a rumour going around yeah so that'd be good if it was uh, it would be, play all three of them it together it would be perfect given the timing but um, anyway yeah. Zero Time Dilemma it's, it's really good it's got the same like an, a great cast of characters that I'm finding myself very engaged with the story whilst much more confusing in how it's presented this time like it's a lot okay. more fragmented uh, right. with is Last Reward basically you could follow it through until you hit your first wall and would just like well shit what do I do here and then you gotta jump back and do something differently this one immediately right. sort of just cuts up the narrative into little portions and it took me a bit I had to talk to my friend Benjamin about it actually to get it wrap my head around it but once yeah. I did I started to piece it together it was good and then I got to the escape room stuff and that's as fun as ever there's always one clue I miss that is the vital clue that solves the puzzle yep so I'll find myself always the case. sitting there pulling my hair out and I'll be like oh wait what's on the wall over there well I'm an idiot and that's the solution <laughs> but yeah it's really good I recommend it but yeah definitely at least try to play Virtue's Last Reward first which is just also a really great game yeah, all right. Well, give us give us the elevator pitch just quickly about like what you could expect from it from the series, I guess. Even oh, that's that's like a, it's just a style of game, I guess. Style maybe. of game, like honestly, the, the best way I could con- like compare it to anything. It's puzzle. It's a puzzle game, sort of like okay. for the most part, you'll be watching cutscenes. Like it's sort of a visual novel with puzzle brooms in it. Okay. So you'll make choices, and they will affect the story. Because okay, it's going to get a bit confusing, but. There is some form of time jumping in this series. So once you right. imagine that, you'll understand why I talk about choices so much. But choices will basically take your stories down different paths and there's a whole bunch of endings to see. But your ultimate goal is to work towards the best ending, in air quotes. Yep. Some people may not <laughs> think it's the best ending. Um, and But yeah, apart from the cutscenes in the story, there's also the puzzle rooms where basically... You your captor who is zero usually locks you in a room 
and tasks you with escaping, giving only the clues you can find and, you know, objects hidden in the room and stuff. Right. So, you know, if you like escape rooms or puzzle games, then you're probably going to enjoy it. Uh, and yeah, the story, again, it's hard to really give bullet points for it, but if you're paying attention, it's very satisfying. Okay. Cool. Very fun. And It definitely sounds interesting. I yeah, yeah. definitely would like to check it out at some point. Well, I, I definitely recommend you do. Um, but apart from that, I've also been playing I Am Setsuna. Ah, yes. Big release this week. little JRPG from the Tokyo RPG Factory, I believe it is, that Square Enix yeah. set up to make this game. Um, I'm actually really enjoying it, surprising probably no one. Uh, it's, it's basically... <laughs> it's like, what if we took the combat of Chrono Trigger and mm-hmm. sort of wrapped it in, not cutting-edge visuals, but sort of like classic graphics with a 3d sprinkle on it and Mm -hmm. uh played it over the top well with a sweet piano soundtrack in the background like it's just piano from what i've heard so far wow which is really nice it was at first i was like it's just gonna start to grate on me a bit because you know some piano tunes can easily do that sometimes but it's been really nice so far um especially in like with like a like those jipgs can sometimes have like the same 45 second minute loop yeah looping music yeah. is a big thing in those games but surprisingly i haven't minded it so far That's um, good. and i think the stripped back nature of the soundtrack actually complements the game as well being a love letter to the jrpgs of old right um but it's very good if you love chrono trigger's combat system you'll probably very much enjoy this game uh the story yeah. so far i'm probably about six hours in i've heard it can go for up to 20 it's okay. Wow. It's sort of just like pottering along at the moment. I'm still meeting characters and sort of, sort of like beginning to figure out the, the scope of the world. But as a sort of like a an introduction, basically mm. you're tasked with accompanying a character called Setsuna, who for some reason you can rename, I don't know why, <laughs> to completely <laughs> defeat the purpose of the game being called I Am Setsuna. <laughs> but you can change her name if you want when you meet her. But basically, well, well. your goal is to, accomp- is to accompany her and some other guardians to a destination where she is basically going to be sacrificed for the good of the world. Wow. Yeah. Uh, heavy stuff. It, some of this, yeah, oh, it, it feels like it's going to have a heavy conclusion, but it's, again, it's starting to, starting to pick up pace where I'm at in the narrative, and it's interesting, if nothing else. Yeah. It's, um, I, I heard, uh, I was watching Kind of Funny Games cast, and Colin Moriarty's been playing it and uh, he had heard someone describe describe I Am Setsuna as uh, like comfort food it's like video game comfort yeah, food that's that's probably accurate like you know I'll sit down yeah. and play it for a couple of hours and like it's not gonna it's not groundbreaking it's not no. revolutionising anything but it's just it's good at what it does yeah it's a, it's a good game it's yeah. not a great game like yeah that and that's not a bad thing it's like it's, it's a good game it's basically the jrpg that i can sit down and enjoy and not worry yeah. much about it like it's easy these days for a jrpg to come out and be like 60 hours long and you can just be sit- sitting there and just realizing that you're probably not going to see the end of it and it was yeah. actually kind of a relief to hear that that's not the case with this one well that's what the thing with like when people talk about chrono trigger like i remember there was i think Pro Jared was talking about uh, in his Chrono Trigger video as well was talking about how he asked a whole bunch of people who had played the game 
uh, and said, like, you know, how long did you do you think, like, the campaign goes for? Like, how long do you think you spent playing it? And some people were saying, like, 18 hours. Some people were saying, like, 25. Some people were saying, like, 30 hours. When in, in actual reality, the game's only, what, like, 12 hours long? Yeah, something like that, which is perfect for all the endings yeah. it has. But, so that's probably my, the thing I'm most excited about, the fact that it's a JRPG that you don't have to set aside a month of your life to sit down and enjoy it's good. Yeah, it's refreshing. And because like all the all the combat systems and all the, the stuff is sort of vaguely familiar, you don't have to learn a whole bunch of new resources and like combat systems and all that sort of stuff. And that's the thing that turns me off JRPGs quite a lot. Um, and why it took me so long to get into the the genre because it can be quite confronting. Oh yeah, there's a very there's plenty of JRPG, yeah. JRPGs out there that aren't going to be super welcoming to new players. No. So that's definitely a, a, a gated-off area I can see some people having trouble with. But this one yeah. so far, again, if, at least at the very least, if you know Chrono Trigger, you should be able to pick up the basics of the combat system. It does have some of its own quirks here and there, sort of like okay. its own twists. But overall, it's pretty familiar in a, in a good way, in a good way. That's good, yeah. If it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, basically. And like this is Square Enix is just putting this out whilst they're working on Final Fantasy XV and Kingdom Hearts III. Yeah, so yeah. and and a seven remake, so their bases are covered well and truly. Yeah, they've got they've got all the the fan bases and the the necessary incomes covered. Yeah, basically. But uh, that's for me. What have you been playing, Joel? Awesome. Well, I I've been playing a whole bunch of old stuff. Basically, uh, I've continued playing a bit of uh, uh, Trails of Cold Steel here and there. And again, like you were saying about I Am Setsuna, like it's it's a little bit more of a game, but like like more complex i guess i don't know uh, for lack of a better for lack of a better word from what i from um, what i played of it i would say it's probably more complex than setsuna purely it, even yeah. if it's purely just because you have to be a lot more aware of what you're doing in yeah. combat but for i am setsuna like it's it's you can be more patient with your decisions yeah it's been good because i can sort of drop in and out of it though like the storyline is enough that i can pick it up again and go oh that's right that's where i left off this was happening and this was happening and this was happening it's it, it hasn't got it could get overwhelming later on in the story i don't know but at this stage and it's very very early on in the game it's not super confronting and overwhelming so it's good but um apart from that uh i've been playing stardew valley uh i finally got around to picking it up after like i said uh if you might have seen on our, our youtube channel you might have seen that i put up a couple of videos or a video i've got another one ready to put up actually got a few more to put up um of my sort of first hours with the game uh and as i mentioned in that like my watching my wife slowly descend into the the black hole that is stardew valley uh i was interested but tentative about playing it um but i decided i wanted to pick it up uh i found it really cheap well not really cheap cheap enough and i picked it up and it's really good it's really good yeah. uh, as someone who's never played like harvest moon um I, I wish I had now. It's really good. That's that's a part that immediately... I'm like, I was definitely interested from the outset purely because I played a fair bit of Harvest Moon on Super Nintendo. Not so much the later ones, but I played a lot of the one on Super Nintendo. Yep. And especially with the uh, design, like the visuals they've gone with for Stardew Valley, it yeah. immediately caught my attention. I just haven't had a chance to pick it up yet. Yeah, the sprite work's really, really cool. And then like when you talk to people, they have like a little portrait, which is a little bit more detailed. I love that. It's really, really cool. Um, for those of you who 
don't know, if you haven't heard of Stardew Valley, it was a, uh, it's an indie, uh, farming life sim, basically, uh, you pack up, oh, you, at the start of the game, your uncle gives you, or your grandpa gives you a letter and says, don't open this until you, basically, he says, until life has beaten you down, open this letter and, and hopefully it will solve your problems, and one day you're at work at this soulless corporation and you decide, that's it, I'm gonna open this letter and you open it. And he says, I've left you the deed to my farm. Go and start a new life. It was exactly what I needed, and I lived out a, a, a fruitful, wonderful life. And so you move to Pelican Town in Stardew Valley and Amazing start your name, own farm. Amazing Pelican Town. Oh, Pelican Town, yeah. Also, it, oh, cracks me up. I find it interesting, and this is, I mean, this is just being pedantic, really, but I kind of, it humors me to think of someone going to start a farm thinking that, like, it'll be an easier life. Yeah, right? Like, it's, you know, oh, I'm really, uh, this boring, you know, laborious, meaningless tasks I'm doing every day. It's like, I'm going to go start a farm. Like, it's going to be really exciting and new. It's like, you know, hang on. You know what it involves, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. Yeah, and that's the best part when you get there. It's just, it's it's a shithole. Yeah, like, I've, I've seen, like, the like the starting <laughs> area. It's just trashed. It's, it's overgrown. It's trashed. But the beauty of that is, like, because you need to start collecting resources, and it's got that Minecraft hook as well. It's like, oh, it looks so overwhelming, and all everything around it is overgrown, and it's really, really daunting. But it's, uh, yeah, it's really overwhelming, and uh, and you're like, oh my god! But the beauty of it is, all the resources that you need to collect are just right there in your farm. So by cleaning it up, you're also getting resources, which helps you get off the ground and start your own farm. Um, it's really cool. Uh, and then there's uh, all, a whole like you know you have to make friends and like try and you can romance people and it's there's just so much to do in the game there's fishing there's there's a storyline that goes through it as well there's like these weird little creature things that I've just encountered that are like trying to help you build rebuild the community center I think and you gotta do stuff for them and it's got this sort of underlying storyline like underlying storyline thing as well which is really really cool and uh, I really like it and uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it a lot of fun with yeah, it yeah well, I saw even on the map it looks like there's several zones you can explore as well yeah well there's a, I think there's a mine area there's, people have been talking about a desert as well um, and it has to, but there, it has some RPG elements does it is there combat in yeah. it yeah uh, there is combat in it I haven't encountered it myself yet um, but I did know that there is some combat in it from watching from watching Ashplay, um, but the the the, the leveling up in the RPG element is really cool. It's like if you want to level up something, just use that skill. It's like you want to get better at fishing, just go fishing. Okay, so and that's then, like, like the Elder Scrolls approach. Yeah, exactly. So like you know, you just go if you do a whole bunch of fishing in a day, you go to bed and it'll go, hey, you've leveled up, and you go, oh, cool. And it's like you're a little bit better at catching fish now, and then you can craft this kind of thing, and it sort of. It's this constant carrot dangling that, that drags you through. Um, so I'm still in my first season, which is in spring. Uh, I just went to the Egg Festival yesterday, oh, which was the lovely. The Egg Festival. Mm, it was great. I had an egg hunt. The person I'm trying to date is really into the egg hunt. So, you know, And that's a cool thing, too. You've got to try and pick up bits of information about who you want to impress and influence and, and become friends with. You pick up, you talk to them, you find out where they go, and it's like, all right, cool, this person likes going here, so what if I give them this gift? It might help, it might make them like me more. And Joel, it sounds a little bit like you're stalking these people. It, look, if by looking up 
some wikis about <laughs> characters in certain games is, is stalky. It's a little bit stalky, but well, we're all it's guilty great. of it in video games, man. Nah, it's fine. It's just a video game. What's what's the harm in that? Um, it's just it's pleasant and relaxing, and the music is just enjoyable, and it's. There is just so much to do. It's like you can you wake up every day going, all right, what am I going to do today? I'm going to tend to my farm. Like my ritual usually starts off like getting up, watering all my plants, and then all right, I'm going to go into town, see what's going on there, and usually we might get a cutscene of something that's going to happen, and and then I might go do some fishing because I really enjoy the fishing, and then I'm like, all right, well, oh, I've got to go do this thing for this certain person. I'm going to go do that before that store closes, and then all right, oh, it's ten o'clock. I should go to bed now and rest. It's, it it's just so much fun. There's, these meaning like menial tasks are so much fun to do and it's the world is so vibrant and colourful it's just great so highly recommend I definitely want to check it out when it comes to consoles later this year yeah look I'll probably pick it up again and I'm sure I'm sure once the uh, the multiplayer aspect of it comes out I'll play it again uh, with Ash because it'd be great to sort of share that experience with her because I know that she loved it so much she spent hours and I mean hours upon hours in that game um I knew all the music in the game before I even played it because she used to leave her laptop open because she couldn't. Sa- you can't save until you go to sleep at the end of the, like at the end of a day. Mm. So if it's not the end of the day, you ha- you can't. You can go to sleep, but it's like you've wasted that day almost. See, I feel like there should at least be like a suspend feature. Yeah, I yeah. Well, the suspend feature in our house was Ash leaving the laptop open and the music on a very low low <laughs> volume. So I was very familiar with the songs. I was like, why am I? Why do I know that? Oh, that's why. Um, but it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, really, really cool stuff. And it was made by one guy. That's the part one that is guy. crazy to me. And that he's it's still the... doing more for it. Yeah. He's still adding to it. It's insane. He's got, I mean, he's got outside help now to help develop the multiplayer content stuff. That He's not working on that himself because he wants to keep doing content updates. That's what he enjoys about the game and making the game. Makes sense. Uh, and, yeah, exactly. Um but like I mean, everything from the music, from the the, the quest lines to because he has quests you have to complete, all the character dialogue, everything in it is is done by him, and it's it's, it's phenomenal to look at. Um, but yeah, definitely check that one out. And today I woke up to a message from you, Karen, telling me that uh, the PS the PS2 Classic version of Psychonauts was released on the PS4 in Australia. Um, and I've been I've played a little bit of it on PC, not much, because I heard it was coming back out on PS4 as a PS2 classic, and I wanted to play it on a console. Um, so I got up and picked it up, and it's awesome. That game is really good. It's a really good game. Um, it's sort of an action platformer uh, with sort of I guess you know sort of RPG elements as well. It's like you know, character building stuff, like you're just exploring the world. It it reminds me a lot of like. Banjo Kazooie, I guess that kind of exploration. So, like collectathon sort of game. Yeah, so there's lots of things to collect. There's lots of things you have to save up for and buy, and then there's all these missions you can people go talk to, and then it's this world that they've built is really really cool too, and it's such a cool idea. And fueled I mean, by all, the uh, ridiculous genius of Tim Schafer as well. Oh, that's it. I mean, like you know, it's it's like if Banjo Kazooie was made by T- Tim Schafer, it, it would be Psychonauts, and that's what it is. It's it's his spin on that kind of. I guess when the game came out, it was in that time where there were a lot of those sort of 3D action platformers around, and it was his spin on it. And it's such an interesting spin, too, because the storyline's really cool. Like, you're this kid who breaks into this summer camp, basically, uh, where they're training people, like these kids, to become psychonauts, which are like 
the the force against you know deadly evil in the world who and they use sort of you know telekinesis and mind control and getting into people's heads as their weapons and it's really cool and he's really proficient in it all um but his parents wouldn't let him go there because they thought he was a freak it's this whole thing um and they end up letting you stay for a few days while you wait for your parents to come pick you up so you make it your mission to prove that you're worth being there and earn all your merit badges and all this other stuff um which your merit badges are like different abilities that you get uh it's really cool uh like the voice acting is really really interesting as well and it's really really offbeat and sort of slightly risque but not really um still very like i wouldn't say family friendly but sort of you know teenagey tweens aimed at i guess you could play uh and still get a, a kick out of it but it's really fun i'm really excited to finish it um and get prep the reason why i wanted to play it is because psychonauts 2 got announced last year the end of last year and uh, I wanted to I, it was a game that I'd always heard about and was really interested in playing um, so I want to be up to date so when Psychonauts 2 comes out I can be all prepped and ready to go but it's really good it was like $16.50 as well um, and I mean obviously it's you know, a couple of little frame rate issues here and there because it is a PS2 game uh, and but apart from that like the, the upscaling they've done it looks really nice the cutscenes are a little bit meh but you get over it after a while i did i, I at first i was sort of like oh, this is a bit jarring but then i got over it it was fine well, as you said like when it all comes down to it it is a ps2 game still yeah absolutely there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that like i i spent like 60 plus hours playing final fantasy 7 and we all know how yeah. well how well that game visually holds up yeah exactly like it's it's worth it though like you know if the gameplay is good it doesn't matter yeah, if, like that's, that's the best thing about it and story and even soundtrack can engage you then the yeah. graphics are just gravy really and that's that's what gets that's what that's what's good about it that's what it has hooked me and uh i'm really interested to find out what's going to happen to to uh raz or rasputin the main character and all his uh i wouldn't say friends acquaintances i guess that he makes at the uh, people that camp. he knows yeah well he doesn't yeah people he learns to know and slightly get along with uh, it's really good, so check it out if you're interested in that kind of thing. Alrighty, what are we on to now? What's what's next? Oh, we got some uh, some news. Got some little some news, news pieces. There wasn't wasn't heaps this week. Uh, there's, yeah, there's it was all like little stuff. tiny tidbits. Like yeah, like there Just was the enough. the new expansion for Battlefront, which yes. takes us to the Death Star of which all places. Pretty, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, well, pretty like interesting stuff. I mean, I bought Battlefront for some yep. reason. It, I think it was because it was cheap and I was yeah, like, was really hey, cheap. I want to be in Star Wars. And you know what? I got to be in Star Wars and it was fun for a while. Right. Um, but, and I'm not going to pick up the season pass just to get this expansion, but I mean, I'm tempted. No. Well, look, you know, I mean, they, they announced two, because it was Star Wars Celebration over the weekend, last weekend, um, which is the Disney's big, or Star Wars big uh, party basically they throw they announce a whole bunch of new stuff and obviously because there's so much more Star Wars stuff to talk about now Star Wars Celebration has become one of those sort of must like pay attention to events there's lots of stuff that comes out of it uh, like like this so they, they, they announced two expansions didn't they so the next one's going to be the Death Star one which apart from having some new I think three new maps 
uh, and some other stuff. Yeah, like and you and taking the fight both outside and inside the halls of the Death Star. Oh yes, and then there's uh they announced the the, the new characters, uh, Bounty Hunter Bosk and uh, Chewie. Chewie's joining the fray, which is cool. Still can't believe Chewie wasn't there at the gate, but yeah, or even at least in, like early on, yeah, especially because you know he was in. Spoiler alert: He was in. No. Uh, yeah, no. Like it was, it was, he was jokingly spoiler. Oh alert. no. Yeah, I know, right? Sorry, sorry to shatter your mind, Karen. It's not like it's, you like Star Wars or anything. It's fine. <laughs> it's not like I, it's not like it's not like I was there next to you at the midnight premiere. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. Definitely, we didn't wait outside for a couple of hours before we went in. No, oh. totally not. Um, so that was uh, there's gonna be new. It's gonna have new close quarters combat as well. Uh, and some uh, they said something about more space battles, reminiscent of Star Wars: New Hope, which that's cool. Good, because guess be what? Really My good. favorite part about Battlefront was definitely Fighter Squadron. It was oh, awesome. Yeah. I just i i long i long for a new Rogue Squadron game. It's 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 all I want. It's all Apparently, I want. Out of Star like a Star Wars. Wars Force Awakens. Yeah, look, I played a bit of it. Close. I played a bit of it, and the the, the the you know the flying is okay, but it just doesn't quite scratch the same itch as a good rogue squadron would do please someone someone bring back factor five and give me a star wars rogue squadron game just someone do it one day i mean look hey anything's possible at the moment there's like a billion star wars games being worked on that we know nothing about thanks ea hey Um, we know that people are working on them at desks well amy hennig was talking about their star wars game this week saying it's going to be a lot more another bit of news touching on slightly uh it's going to be, you know, like Uncharted. Surprise, surprise. What a um, twist. Like a, like a swashbuckling adventure within the uh, Star Wars universe. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm on board. I like Uncharted and I like Star Wars. If they can marry those two together in a, a decent game with a really cool storyline and actually with these new characters that I'm going to give a shit about, like, I'll go for it. But uh, the second, the last expansion that they're doing for Battlefront is uh, Rogue One Scarif. Scarif? I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, that's but is so, it a planet? Is it Scarif? Yeah, I think it's where uh, yeah where a major battle took place in Rogue One. So it's obviously going to be released around when Rogue One comes out at the end of the year. I mean, it's sort of similar to how they did the Battle of Jakku ahead yeah, of the exactly. Force Awakens. Makes sense. And if it works yep, for it both EA and Disney, then everyone wins. Yeah, yeah, cool. But the other thing they're announcing, they're, they're, they're adding to it as well, is uh single player stuff as well like no campaigns or anything like that but like offline mode basically isn't it yeah it sounds like Mm. yeah better offline options which is good yeah that's really cool it's one of the biggest things they fucked up basically with that game well I mean it did have it did have some split screen stuff but it was very limited in what you could you know use it on yeah but uh that's really cool uh another really offbeat one for this week a little offbeat bit of news that I thought was interesting, so I thought I'd want to talk about it. Uh, you and I are both fans of uh, Rick and Morty, the Justin Roiland, Dan Harmon created show, uh, animated show, uh, and they're getting their own VR game. Fuck yes. I know, right? And it's by the guys who made Job Simulator, which if, uh, from what I've seen of Job Simulator, that's fucking cool. It, like, it sounds like... really cool. It's a perfect combination. Like, One of the best things from what I've seen about Job Simulator is all the possibilities they programmed into the game. Yeah. I can't imagine what they're going to put in a Rick and Morty game. Like, that's going to well, be they're, crazy. They're, the, they're in the process at the moment, like, 
of boiling down to what's going to actually ship. Yeah. Um, and but they said I think they did mention the the developers did mention that they you will be jumping through portals. You have to like be. that. Yeah. So and it, I think from where the game starts you in in Rick's garage. So any of all these little things you can faff about with and uh, and play around with in the garage. And I think from there, I mean, who knows? It might have some sort of storyline. It's being completely voice acted. Justin Roiland's doing voice acting for it all. Um, it's such a great idea. It came out of nowhere and just seems like one of those. Of course, that makes total it's sense. It's going to be moments. interesting to watch it unfold. And either way, it's it's a YouTuber's dream basically yeah absolutely yeah because i mean you've just got to look at it. every youtuber at the moment is playing job simulator with their with their vibes uh that they've got all their oculus rift i think it's on rift as well all those rich millionaires yeah all those people that can afford to uh unlike us chumps over here um but yeah i definitely would love to to give it a go uh, when it whenever it comes out there's no release date or anything yet they just said that working on it they released a very very short teaser trailer um it's called yeah Rick and Morty Simulator or Rick and Morty Virtual Rickality. Amazing is what I'm calling it as well. Keeping in our tone with like naming all the episodes with something to do with uh, Rick's name in it. Um, and yeah, it just spawned. Apparently, like uh, Justin Roiland was talking to the guys that made Job Simulator, and they went and hung out together at someone's house and played a whole bunch of VR games. And one thing led to another, and I'm like, we should do something together and they are and apparently Justin's a massive fan of VR and uh, and of Job Simulator as well obviously so it's really cool that they're, they're collaborating together on this really interesting project so it'll be interesting to watch that one unfold we all get to reap the rewards oh, any new Rick and Morty is, is good Rick and Morty I know when's season 3 oh. again? oh it's not far away it's not far away <laughs> hey at least we have Bojack Horseman in the next week though uh, look I'm that's another tangent but I'm really excited to wake up on probably it'll probably be Saturday by the time I get a chance to watch it but Saturday yep. to just have more BoJack Horseman oh I'm going to consume so all keen. of it in a great binge session if you have Netflix and you haven't watched BoJack Horseman go and watch BoJack Horseman what is wrong with you so it's good. amazing it's hilarious I love it uh, alright well getting back on track yes video games we, yes what do we got next Rock Band Man oh yes Rock Band this was, a, this was today I think today or yesterday they uh, the guys from Rock Band came out and said because they're talking about the, the new expansion they're releasing later on the year called Rock Band Rivals um, which is going to feature uh, a playable rockumentary that sounds like the best idea what a great idea like I love watching those like those really cheesy rockumentaries you know with all those really really Sometimes really awful and awkward interviews and things yeah. like that. I'd well, but, love to have that experience oh. myself. I'm really interested to see how it plays out. So it seems like it'll be live action stuff, I guess. Like the interviews will be live action, maybe. I don't know. I think that's just that they released the a trailer for it. Yeah, I think that might be just a trailer. I, who knows? Who knows? It would be interesting if they did go to decide to go some live action stuff, especially after Guitar Hero Live did that. Yeah, but I doubt that... I don't think it will be for gameplay, though. It's a little, probably no, just no, 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 of course not. But, like, even still, like, you know, the, the whole thing about, you know, was that their, their live-action thing. So if they did try and put some of that in, that might be... It wouldn't be, like, a vicious or malicious kind of act, but be interesting to see. 
Plus, doesn't Rivals finally add multiplayer? Is it? I'm pretty sure it does. I think so. Because, like, I mean, I never, I never really played Rock Band Online anyway because the idea of trying to play a rhythm game with my friends online in different locations with Australian internet sounds yeah. like a Rough. disaster. But I see that you can, you can join crews, which is cool. That's cool. That's a really cool idea. Uh, so the blurb that they've said about it was so... Uh, They've unveiled their ace card, which is a new game mode called Rocky Drama. Genius. As detailed in the trailer. Genius. Yeah. Uh, this narrated mode follows your band from forming up to the headline act and is told through the, le- the the lens of a fictional TV show called Beneath the Tunage. It includes interviews, ad- adds new venues, rock shop items, and gameplay challenges. Uh, there's some, a whole bunch of new songs that they announced as well. I have the, um, the pre-order bonuses. The pre-order bonuses, which, you know, it's a really all over the shop mix but that's kind of like I, what band does though it's good yeah I, I like it as well because there's a lot of stuff in there there's Bring Me the Horizon Pharrell Williams Monsters and Men Sia Closing Time by Semisonic how cool is that oh Closing Time oh so many good good memories to that song um, but yeah I look I don't own Rock Band unfortunately <sighs> if someone wants to I'll buy the DLC when it comes out uh, and I will I will make a trip to your house and we'll have a weekend where we play it. But um, I'm staring oh, I'm staring at the plastic instruments just sitting in the corner right now, going, "Hurry <laughs> up, DLC! Hurry uh, up!" I would, uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna get them eventually because I, I like I have to. I just, I want to get back on the drums, man. I'm missing the drums. I get back on the skins. You're the only one who's good at them out of our group, so... I know. I, I remember, like, the first time we went to play together, and I was like, oh, I really want to play drums. I hope I don't have to fight anyone for it. And you guys are like, you're on drums, man. I we're, literally... We're playing... I looked at the drums and looked at the guitar. I'm like, well, I don't have much rhythm as it is. I can comprehend, <laughs> you know, hitting the colored keys. But yep. the coordination for some of the drum stuff can get away from me a bit. I was... Uh, I, I got pretty, pretty good. Not not great, but I got good enough anyway. How about the Have kicks, Joel? The kicks, hey, look. Double kicks? Uh, the kicks are fine. Double kicks are where it gets Triple a little bit kicks? sketchy. Triple kicks are ridiculous. And, even, like, I need a second pedal. And I know you can use a second pedal, but that scares me as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's coming out, I think, October. Yeah, October is what they said for that, which is exciting. Cool. Awesome. All right, I'll, on to another I'll one. I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up. Yeah, yeah. I, look, if I have if I have the kit by then, maybe I'll even just buy, find a secondhand drum kit somewhere just so I can play drums. I don't know. We'll see how we go. Uh, on to our next next piece. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider got a PS4 release date. It got leaked and then officially announced. I mean, it's the only only way to deal with this sort of news, really. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. Like there, there are some companies that like when a release date leaks, they kind of just try to like maybe they won't notice, maybe they won't yeah. take it seriously, but usually people are like, oh cool, and they're just like, we oh, know that no, but at least the, at yeah. least like Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics are like, yeah okay, it's coming out in October. Sure, why not? There you go. Um, which is close, only a couple of months away, which is cool. Um, so it's called the title of it is, uh. Rise of the Tomb Raider 20-year celebration. Apparently it was the 20th anniversary of, of Lara. 
by the sounds of it. I guess they're really um, trying to just be like, hey, Sony fans, I know that we didn't give you the game last year, but hey, we'll give it to you this year. Yeah, and the 20th anniversary, and everyone's like, sorry, Pokemon. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> we've got one anniversary we're thinking about this year. Um, but I mean, look, I'm interested, because I, I, I wanted to play it. I really enjoyed the first Tomb Raider game. It was good, the, apart the from the horrible things that Lara had to suffer because I was terrible at it, it was, sometimes. Yeah, it was it was graphic. Um, but, like, I, I'm really excited to play it because I heard nothing but good things about it when it came out for Xbox One. And then eventually, a few months later, when it came out for PC, everyone again was like, you should play it. If you haven't played it, it's really good. I'm like, I want to. I can't yet. Uh, and now I can. But So not only are we getting the PS4, is getting the game itself. It's getting the DLC that was released. Uh, all the content that's out. Uh, and it's also getting a new DLC, single-player DLC, called Blood Ties, which the, the blurb on Blood Ties is, uh, a new premium DLC uh, beckoning, uh, beckons the players to explore Croft Manor in a new story mode, then defended against the zombie invasion in Lara's Nightmare. When Lara's uncle contests ownership of the manor, Lara must explore the estate to find proof that she is the rightful heir or lose her birthright and her father's secrets for good. Uh, players can then test their zombie killing skills in the replayable Lara's Nightmare mode, a haunted Croft Manor where players have new challenges and must rid the manor of an evil presence. Uh, that sounds really cool. The, the the like the actual blood ties part, like having to try and go through Croft Manor, and it sounds like sort of like a weird detective kind of story. Look, which I, is weird I love for... that it has Croft Manor. Honestly, that's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm really excited to, to give that a go. Um, also, if you're lucky enough to have uh, uh, PSVR by then as well, it's going to have that Croft Manor section is playable in first person in PlayStation VR. So that's kind of cool. That'd be a good way to, to, like an actual game, not an experience, to actually sit down and have a, a tinker with and, and take your new $500, $600 headset out for a run. Every time I, I hear a game mentioned in PSVR, it just reminds me that, wow, that thing's coming out soon. Yeah, it's well, it's coming out around the same time yeah, as this, like, like in October. It's an October release. It's pretty yeah. crazy. That's um, it's insane. But I mean, I I'll definitely pick it up. I'll, I'll have a look at it. Look, uh, I'm in, interested, in but like I said, I I already played Uncharted Four this year, which I it's it's the third person shooter of the year, no doubt about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'll still probably be knee deep in Final Fantasy Fifteen at that point. Yeah, so it's tough. I will look into it like down the line though, because the first one was good despite the torture that Lara endured for me. And yeah. it's one of those few games that I thought I noticed at the end that it was pretty long, but I didn't notice when I was playing it because I was just having a lot of fun with it. It just hit that perfect length, like that that perfect time frame. Um, it didn't didn't overstay its welcome too much, but it wasn't like a four hour experience and you, you yeah. wasted sixty dollars or like eighty dollars. Um. But it was also but yeah. it was also nice to have it, like the areas were and again this is something that Uncharted Four sort of did after The Last of Us but the areas were a bit more open to exploration as well which was nice yeah yeah exactly and it's, they all sort of linked together as well despite cool. the uh, lack of actual tomb raiding which they have rectified yeah they've in rectified this sequel, now. so um, but don't forget the line that she says in the first one about how much she hates being in tombs or something and you're just like it's, like, it's Tomb Raider Lara. You knew what you were getting into. It's Tomb Raider, and you've been in, like, half a one the entire game. Yeah, you don't like, get just... to complain yet. Yeah. The but, tombs were, like, a no. secret room. Like, it's... <laughs> anyway. Um, 
But yeah, like if you're interested in that, it's uh, October 11th. I think is the release date for Rise of the Tomb Raider 20 year celebration. It's a bizarre name. I I don't know if I like it. It's it's a bit long. Really. It's long and it's worded strangely. Like, like it's already Rise of a Tomb Raider is a weird name, but to then go from Rise of a Tomb Raider to Rise of a Tomb Raider 20 year celebration is yeah. just a mouthful. It's like they're just going, well, we don't want to use the word anniversary. We're too cool for the word anniversary. And, like, I mean, props for giving them, like, they're trying to give it something else a different, giving something else different a go. But, I don't know, it just doesn't sit right with me. It's, it's yeah. Like I said, I just think it's a bit long-winded, considering the name of a game is already pretty long. Yes. Oh. I'm but, like, at the gate, I don't like the name Rise of the Tomb Raider either. Like, I'm not crazy it sort of about that. closes off your options as to where it's going, like, where do you go from here with the inevitable sequel? Tomb um, Raider. Oh, they already did that. <laughs> oh, no, damn it. Uh, we'll think of something. Uh, we'll think of something. Rise of the... Fuck, no. Yeah. Fall of the Tomb Raider. Fall of the Tomb That'll be what it is. I bet there. <laughs> God. Yeah, Triumphs of the Tomb Raider or something. Trials of the Tomb Raider. Anyway. Uh, Jesus. Oh, yes. Kyron, we've come to our favourite segment because it's almost become a segment now. <laughs> on this podcast where we discuss the wonderful world of Persona. I'm so excited for that game and this oh this, this new stream that they did last night oh has only made me more excited. Oh, all right. Uh, do, oh, do you want to take over? Because I need to like... I'm not going to be... I'm going to flood my words too much to be able to talk about it. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the basics, the gist of it is they revealed the opening in its, I guess, its full form now. Like where they added a, they added a couple of extra characters in there more fully. They showed yep. off a the first eighteen minutes of gameplay for the game, which I avoided like the plague because I don't Ditto. want to see it. I it's no, please just don't. Uh, they revealed some more of the cooperation characters, which are this game's social links. I'm not sure if that name will change when it gets localized for us, but at this point. Yeah. They seem to be called cooperation characters. I'm like, mm, social links is a bit easier to say, but whatever. You do your thing. Um, but I guess it, it, if you look at the context of this game compared to like Persona 4, I guess, like it, they don't seem like they're going to be friends as such, or like, I don't know. I mean, Maybe. some of them might be. You never know. Yeah. Man. Yeah, well, so, I, 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 the, I have the, no idea. The fellow students might be friendly with you. Well, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, it looks like every bit of footage they showed, even though I didn't understand the dialogue, just looks so good. That game is I've, nothing but style. I've literally watched also that substance. opening about seven times since last night. It's gorgeous. And, mm. like, seeing it... I mean, it wasn't that it was in poor quality last time we saw it, but it just looked so much more polished now. And just, with the extra characters in there... Oh, it just looks so good. Oh my god! I I just I get I get giddy and tingles and smiley every time I watch it. I'm probably gonna watch it again, like at least another couple of times before I go to bed. Like it's just it's like required viewing. It's like my ASMR. It's like I can't sleep unless I've watched the Persona Five intro. It's crazy to me to think that. I mean, I'm not gonna understand it, and I'm not gonna play much of it. But in like two months, I'm gonna have a copy. I won't God. understand it at all, but I'll play like the opening five minutes and be like, that looks amazing. Shit, how do I, just, I play this game? Hurry up and give us a, a, a European release date, please. We've got a European publisher. 
finally. Thank you, Deep Silver. Yes, thank you, Deep Silver. Um, And apart from that, they also announced the Persona 5 animation Daybreakers. Yes, which I miss. I I went back and when when you showed me this last night, I thought it was like the animation like it was going to be the animation of the thing I'm like that's weird they're releasing that before then I found out it's a 55 minute special yeah it's like an OVA over as as they're usually called okay which is and you know what it comes out like September 3rd I think in Japan which is perfect so I might actually watch that yeah like you like when they inevitably do an animation it'll be it'll be a bit after it comes out yeah yeah like Persona 4's animation came out pretty it wasn't super late but it was probably closer to golden than it was to the original release and don't yeah. even get me started on how long it took them to do the Persona 3 movies <laughs> it took them years years but it, it I looks mean, so good like that game never stops looking good either oh, it doesn't every time I see something about it it just I got so excited by all the news from this stream that I went and bought a fucking Yasugami High hoodie from Insert Coin last night. Like I, I was like I, I sort of blacked out for a second and woke up and I, I had an email receipt saying I'd purchased it and it was being shipped. I don't regret it by any means, my, but my, that's that's the level of hype I am for this fucking game. My immediate response was to go back over to PlayAsia and just make sure my pre-order is still in there, sitting there, going, "Hey, yeah, yep. what is a wedding shipment so we can charge?" I'm like, "Okay, good, just making sure, just making sure." Want to make sure but I don't that, miss it. The other part they, had to, they talked about as well is the Mementos Dungeon, which is like the... Now, you said something, because I haven't played Persona 3. You said this is like the... It's. I mean, it's not exactly like it, but it sounds like they're going to use it... Because in Persona 3... Uh, so, oh, hang on, let's, let's dial it back a bit. Persona 4 okay, yep. is basically... You have the dungeons that you do for the, for characters. Yeah. And you can go back through a, like like usually later and beat a stronger boss in there. Yeah. But generally speaking, it's only those areas. Whereas in Persona 3, it did have the story areas, but they were separate. And the whole time in the background, there was, like, Tartarus, which was, like, this seemingly never-ending labyrinth that went for, like, a hundred-plus floors. Wow. And this sort of sounds like that, but probably a bit more interesting, because as much as I love Tartarus, like, it is just clear a floor, go up, clear a floor, go up. And this yeah. is more of an open dungeon by the looks of it open world sort yeah. of dungeon so open that it is apparently going to be the same size as Persona 4's area and plus you get to ride in Morgana who can turn that... into a bus oh my god this game is going to be the best game ever created oh my I'm going to disappear into a, into a hole when it comes out and people aren't oh. going to see me oh boy oh boy I cannot wait I cannot wait for this. And if you want to be even then, more excited, Joel, like this is this is obviously not confirmed, but assuming we get it next February, yes. Don't forget, there's also the chance that in, in fucking March, we could be looking at Zelda as well. Like, oh, and a new console. We don't deserve that. We're not we're not good enough for that. Why are they doing that? Dear that won't happen. God. It can't happen. Dear God. Uh, well, uh, for, uh, at least at this date, it's not even this confirmed. But like you know, I know that I'll be playing. Persona 5 probably at the start of next year well like that's the oh. thing like no like I'm glad that Deep Silver's publishing it I am I'm yep. probably gonna play it safe and maybe import a US copy anyway like yeah. just, just to guarantee it cause I mean I'm sure they won't be that far behind maybe a couple of weeks but it might just be safer just in case you know to just lock down a US copy 
why not? Like, you know, I, getting closer to the day, I might do the same thing. I, I'm not sure yet. Um, oh, I haven't locked it down yet. I'm just, that's probably something I'll explore as I get closer. Yeah, I think I might too. If, if it gets to like, you know, um, November and we still haven't heard anything about a release date for the year, for Europe, I'll, I'll probably start doing some research then and go, okay, all right, I'm going to, I'll try and figure out a way around this. Yeah, I'm not too sure what Deep Silver's deal with usually announcing that sort of stuff is. Like the next big European thing is Gamescom. So maybe, like maybe we'll hear something yeah. there. That's, I mean, we can't rule it out. Yeah, well, that's it. But um, that's still coming up. But apart from to- that, like... Tokyo Game Show probably. Yeah, Tokyo Game Show is, but that's more so Japan. I doubt yeah. we'll hear a European oh, announcement I guess there. it's not European. I just thought maybe because of Persona, but yeah, if, if they're not, yeah. not going to announce a really European release date there. Yeah, Gamescom um, is actually, now I think about it, but there's a, there's a chance it could happen. That's very, like, yeah. Like, Persona 5 was at E3, which is, at this point, I'm pretty sure unheard of. Like, typically it doesn't care. It's just like, eh, whatever, I'm Persona. It was the badges. Like, it was the, the badge lanyards that they were giving yeah. out with Persona like, 5 ones. The year of, I think even maybe even last year, like, Dancing All Night was also the badge. Yeah. Which is cool. Which is awesome. Look, if not, even if you don't play Persona games, like, you can't deny that Atlas, just their art is just, their art is amazing, their art design... The direction, uh, it's gorgeous. It's it's amazing, and the music, oh, oh Shoji it's so good. He's a genius. He's a fucking god amongst men. Um, but yeah, like, look, we apologize. I apologize if you know we talk about Persona a lot. I only jumped on to Persona in the last two years, if that. I mean, it's I, I'm relatively new to this. For someone like yourself, Karen, who's been around for, for much much longer. It's um, it's crazy to think that I've been excited for this game since it, since like 2011 when they were like and it was yep. it wasn't even like a big grand announcement it was just like yeah we're making Persona 5 and I was like huh what you make <laughs> cool, give it to me and here we are in 2016 and it's nearly here we're nearly there it's, it's the finish so line's like now. just over there I can sort of see it it's getting close Japanese review copies will be going out like next month probably oh my god the game is pretty much just oh, just give it to me hook it oh. it's like into my veins straight into my veins that's what I, I want I it. cannot wait I like honestly seriously I cannot stress and I, I, I'm sure you're the same Kyron if you haven't played a Persona game just just do it this is coming from someone who JRPGs are not my thing I love this game so much even, I love it even if you don't want to spend the time you know, playing because they 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 are a big commitment. That's very true. But you want to play Persona Five? I would even recommend just tracking down the Persona Four animation and the three of four Persona Three movies that are available now, and that will even that will give you a good taste of what you can expect as yeah. far as character and style and world goes, and music and just yep. so good, but oh, brilliant, beautiful. Sony, please, please put Persona Three onto the like the PSN for PS Four just so I can play it properly i mean that's on atlas i guess i don't know yeah, true. i want to believe it would happen but they're probably got their hands full at the moment i guess that's true oh well i mean oh we can so dream close. i want to i want to play persona 3 again man you're not alone i want to play it full stop <laughs> you should oh gosh uh i want to i want to Kyron. i really do <laughs> i believe you like look I'm going to come down there soon and strap you down and make you watch some movies. That's the thing. I, I would do that, but I don't want to do that without 
Like, I, I want to have that same reaction that I had from playing Persona 4 and knowing nothing about it, and the journey it took me on was just unforgettable. But that's like, the thing. Like, if you think you're going to play Persona 3, I won't do it. But currently, the only avenue you would have is the Vita version from PSP. And yep. there's nothing wrong with that version of the game, but there was stuff in it that I didn't like, so I can't honestly recommend it over just getting a PS3 and getting a PS2 Classic. Or even mm. getting a PS2 and borrowing my PS2 copy that I have. Well, I mean, like, even... I do have a PS2 here. Um, but, I mean, Sony are doing a lot of the PS2 Classics. I mean, I, I'm playing one currently in Psychonauts. Like, it's... Oh, yeah, definitely. It's not off the table. And because because Persona is such... I mean, it's... It, it was in their conference for, like, a half second. So I can't... Yeah, I can't... Exactly. I don't know how committed they would be to doing that. There is a Western following of that of that series and that, of those games, and I think there is some there is a, quite a lot of excitement between uh, you know people in the West to play that game. So I, you know, to wet their wet the appetite and all. Look, we can believe, but I just don't want to get my hopes up. I know. I hopefully anyway. Enough about Persona. We could go on. We could go on forever about that. Uh, Quite literally forever. We really could. It just could be. We just could become instead of dialogue options, just call it the Persona Cast. So, like, so we hang on. So we're, we're either the Persona Cast or the Overwatch Cast. What's it going to be? Yeah. Hey, look, we haven't even spoken about Overwatch this week. I'll remember that. We haven't. We haven't at all. Oh, I just looked at their questions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. We we almost got through an entire episode without Overwatch. I haven't even played Overwatch since. I think a week ago. Yeah, it's been a while. I'm itching to get back into it though. Yeah, I just me want him to drop that new patch. I want to play as I want to play as Ana Amari. Yeah, I just want. Yeah, why are they going to hold yeah, out on me? We're gonna we'll, we'll we'll jump back into it maybe in the next couple of nights. Fingers crossed. When I'm not when I'm not watching Stranger Things. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's another. Oh man, that show, man. Oh, good. Anyway, uh, let's move on to our questions this week. We actually have quite a few this week, um, which is great. I love it. It's a you know, lot of support for us, which is really, really cool. Uh, if you want to ask us something or if you want to correct something that we've said or... Please don't correct us. us. We're so fragile. No, I know. Or tell us that please, please, please stop talking about Persona or Overwatch, um, which to which we reply, no. I was going to say, uh, like, make sure you send a, like, a reply email, like an, an email just I can reply to and say, how about we talk about it more? And I how can do more. <laughs> you want more of that? Um you can contact us on our Facebook page, on Twitter, at Dialogue Options, or you could send us an email, dialogueoptions at gmail.com, um, like these lovely, lovely people have done. So let's kick it off with uh, with Sean. Sean Kirkpatrick, our wonderful, wonderful who, des- person who designed all our uh, artwork and logos for our pages and, and whatnot. Uh, lovely human being. He, uh, he uh, Now, I love the way he's worded this question. This is classic Sean. Oh no! An interdimensional alien has created a rift in the space-time continuum, and now you're stuck in the world of a video game for the next year. He's a pretty cool alien, so the game is your choice. No Pokemon, though. That's too obvious, you duffers. I mean, he read us like a book. And technically, yep. like, we already live in that world anyway, so... That's it. I mean, Pokemon Go. Fucking 69 Pokemon and counting. I'm getting there. I'm like 43 or something. I had a, I had a good guy. I got a Kangaskhan now. That's cool. Oh, you got I got a Kangaskhan. 
bastard. I got a Kangas Khan from an egg. That was awesome. That's lucky. That's my strongest Pokemon now. I'm really ha- that's my that's my best Pokemon that I have. Anyway, right. off topic. <laughs> yes, we can't be uh, in Pokemon. We can't be in Pokemon. All right, so let, let's think about this. What what what? Have you got anything lined up? I do, and it's funny okay. because he said I couldn't be in Pokemon, but I'm still okay. going to cheat. And you said we were done talking about it, but we're not because oh. I would obviously <laughs> choose to live in Persona's version of Japan. Now I yep. say Persona's version of Japan because it's pretty Japan-like already. Yeah. Except I'd get to fight shadows with a sweet sword and have personas and make awesome friends and, and have fight the shadows. best soundtrack to your life. Oh ever. man! Imagine that soundtrack following you around. Yep. It's perfect. Yep. I'd have I'd have my Yosuke headphones on all the time. So yeah, that's my obvious answer. And see, we weren't done talking about Persona, Joel. We it never ends. Persona. I know, I know. And I was going to say Persona as well <laughs> for mine. But, uh, sniped you. Yeah, you did snipe me. Um, so I thought about this a little bit. Uh, my first thought, and probably the one I'm going to go with, I had something else, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, this is what I'm going to go notes, with, that, Joel. Yeah, wow. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a spud that's why I'm going to go with uh, Need for Speed Underground 2 specifically Underground 2 you uh, little street racer I know right I, I know nothing about like under the hood of cars but I fucking love cars and that that game especially like that was one of the, that's one of my favourite racing games of all time that and Most Wanted are my favourite racing games of all time so to be able to spend a year racing sweet sweet cars hooking around in my uh Nissan 350Z, lime green like the cover car, my sweet neons underneath, sick boombox in the back. When you're going up to it, you're approaching a turn and you spin, you hit the brakes too hard, you spin out and hit the invisible barrier and then yeah. your car flashes and respawns. Yeah, respawn. Is that like, you know... Just like in like, real life. Yeah, exactly. And then the, there might be some damage on the car. It's fine. I'll take it to a like shop and like give them like five grand and then it's done. <laughs> and like in 30 seconds, like the car's good again. I'd love that. That'd be so much fun. Just going out, like, oh. Well, and the soundtrack I, of that game as well. I like imagine, it's... like, inhabiting this world, we have the skills required to do it. He didn't specify we didn't, so I'm going to no, assume we no. do. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking that liberty. Like, I, like I'm, I'm, like, the best. I'm, like, drifting into the dino dimension. That's how good I am. Wow, that's a flashback. Yeah, man. I'm dropping that one. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably the one I'd go with. Just off the top of my head. I'm trying to think of like a, another gaming world that I would probably jump into. My main issue when I was looking at this question is a lot of the gaming worlds, I'm like, I'd like to live in that world. Wait, I'd probably die very quickly. Yeah, yeah I, no. I don't want to die, yeah. I want to live happily, if I can, in this world for a year. Yeah. Oh, okay, if dying wasn't, wasn't a thing, like if dying wasn't an issue, the Borderlands universe... Man, you would die so quickly there. I know I would. I absolutely would. But if it wasn't, if hey, the new U station, man, I just re respawn myself. That's a good point. That's a good See? point. Solid point. Actually, I'm gonna, that that that's up there as well. So, Nevis Bound Grand Two, Borderlands, Borderlands Two specifically, Borderlands Two, Pandora. That's where I'd like to live. That's like peak Borderlands right there. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. That's really good stuff. Uh, so thank you, Sean, for your lovely question. Uh, and lovely story you wrote us as well. It's I love it. Uh, next, who we got next? Do you want to read this one? Yeah, we have a we have a question from Ben. Oh, Ben. So he actually wants to know what is the most disappointed 
we've ever been in a game so individually. Right. Okay. Do you have an answer ready, Joel? Because, I mean, I had to think about this for a bit. but And there was a few that's bubbled to the surface, but I didn't want to pick a game that I would that was just straight up bad that I played. I wanted to pick a game that I bought hoping it would be good, only to be horribly, horribly burned. Yes. I, I do have one ready to go. Okay, good. Well, you go first then. Uh, so, this game did turn out to be bad, and but the thing was, I was pretty excited for it like i'd I'd loved all the trailers for it like what leading up to it seemed like a really good idea at the time it was something that was a little bit new there's a little first person shooter called brink oh yeah oh yeah brink you remember brink i do i do i remember seven daying it when i picked up my copy yep i don't think I, i think i took it back the next day i think i i got it home and i played it and i tried to like it i tried and I was like, I can't do this. And I was so excited for it too because the trail looked great. It was like free running and first person shooting, and you know, they they had they didn't say whether or not there was going to be a single like like storyline, single player campaign, or anything like that. The only storyline I got from it was the opening cutscene, and I still could not to this day tell you what what it was. Yeah, because well, then like the single player campaign was just bot fights. Yeah, and oh, it was like, and not even very good bot fights. It was no. just like. It, it's like a multiplayer match, but just with bots. And it even like, like the the parkour elements were so underutilized, and they were disappointing. The maps didn't like that. Could have been something that, that that preceded something like Titanfall, like where that was a big thing, but it actually worked. And this, it just didn't. I was oh. super disappointed. Now that you've reminded me about that game, so many bad memories are flying know, back man. in my head. Like I, I sat and I was thinking about this question today. I'm like, that's a really good question. Like I usually. So I'm pretty, you know, with my game, my game purchasing, I, I make sure that I'm, I want that game. I make sure that it's something I'm going to be interested in. But I, I was like trying to think of something that that really disappointed me, and that that popped up, and I went, "Yeah, that's the one. That's going to be it. That's going to be my answer." It's just a shame what happened there. Yeah, it's oh. uh, a missed opportunity. I feel like a. a- just it was way off, way off, so way off. Just it was, it was, it was just a nothing experience. It wasn't even like a, like a five or anything. It was like a good three. It was so that. It was so empty. Oh yeah. god. Uh, anyway, let's move on from that. What about you? Um. Well, hey, mine's like when I when I look at our two choices, I wasn't as disappointed with the game I've chosen as I was okay. when I played the one you chose, but I wasn't as excited for Brink as I was for one I picked, because I picked right. Dragon Age Origins 2. Oh, Dragon Age 2. It wasn't Origins Dragon 2. Age 2. Dragon right. Age 2. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad game, okay? People people, people out there like it. They're allowed yep. to like it. I That's don't fair. begrudge them. But for me, coming off Dragon Age Origins, which is probably, to this day, still my favorite Bioware game, uh, to go from Ooh, that cool. world with all that like dialogue and character and all that and to sort of strip it back Situan Kirk War which was basically Dragon Age 2 was basically Mass Effect just with a bit less to explore because you've got your Kirk Wall which basically serves as your ship as your Normandy yeah. and then you would occasionally venture out into a few different areas but there was so much copy and paste work done on the dungeons oh. The monsters weren't that interesting to fight. The story was okay, except the whole thing at the end just kind of ended up defeating the purpose of the rest of the narrative that preceded it. 
Right. And it was just, and I didn't care about Hawk. I liked, I didn't mind Anders, and I didn't mind Meryl. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the cast, honestly, couldn't remember much about them. The disappointing stuff with the Quinari, just, again, another thing that, because it sort of plays like a three mini stories that are one big plot. Right. And I don't know, I just didn't, I didn't dig it. And I just walked away disappointed with how much of a hacky slushy game it had become. Uh, All the strategy that was in Origins was basically gone. But again, that's just me. I know some people liked it. I, I couldn't stand it personally. And it's, yeah. Again, given how much I loved Origins, I was so let down by Dragon Age. Well, that's the thing. It seems I haven't played any of those. I played Inquisition. So, um, but from from what it seems like, it you know they they like you said they built up this this world and this gameplay and this this type of game that they were trying to release, and then they just sort of went, "Now nah, fuck that. Let's just make let's just make Mass Effect." Within What's the, the thing? Dragons. Like, because Mass like, Effect was popular, and I'm fine with that. Yep, that's fine. Mass Effect did well, but I, Dragon Age didn't need to be that, and even Inquisition, exactly, didn't. which I liked, I liked that more. Still, wasn't as good as Origins in my eyes. Well, they even put in the multiplayer from Mass Effect in that, and it just yeah, it, it wasn't as good. It doesn't it was the doesn't same thing. It just Dragon Age. didn't work. Yeah, you know. But um, even but, the, the DLC for Dragon Age Two wasn't very interesting. And okay, the other thing that gets me all the time is like <laughs> one of the strengths of Mass Effect as a trilogy is that the story is a connected series of events. Like, it's three games that follow each other. Yeah. And the Dragon Age games, because they keep... They can't seem to settle on something. Like, every game is sort of its own weird thing, but still kind of connected. Right. And it always struck me as weird. And I feel like, because of that, Dragon Age never really got a chance to grow as strongly as Mass Effect did. Which, yep. to this day, some people still consider, like, a really solid trilogy, despite its legacy... But Dragon Age is just like, hey, here's here's three games. They're sort of connected. There's characters, but you know, it's like, uh, we, it's in the we same can, world, kind of. We're gonna get it right one day, guys. We're gonna keep at yeah. it. Yeah. Again, Inquisition but, was a vast improvement over two, but two still burned me pretty badly. Reboots are not always a, a, a good thing or necessary, but I feel like in this case, it probably wouldn't hurt to just go back to square one. Yeah, well, they could either do that or even just move the next Dragon Age game so far forward that stuff yeah. that's happened has doesn't matter anymore. And Which, I mean, could happen because that's, that's what's happening with Mass Effect. Like, Andromeda's going to be set however far it's gonna into the future. It's going to be set as far away from that yep. choose-your-favorite-color ending as they can mm, put it. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Clark, for our uh, that, that lovely question. It just made me hate myself for a little bit. Just thinking the about bitterness that. is real, and it's bubbling to the surface. Mm, lovely. I, I like to think that he did that on purpose. Probably. Yeah. It's probably because I got him last week with Bonsly. <laughs> That's what it was. You prompted him to do this. Uh, I have no regrets. I'd do it again. In fact, I yeah. just did. Bonsly! Next, we have a question from uh, a new question. From someone new that hasn't written in a question to us this uh Thus far, uh, Ashley Noakes, Noaksy, good bloke, good bloke. He has, uh, I think, Ninja Noaksy on on YouTube. Check out his stuff; it's really cool. Uh, please correct me on that, Noaksy. I'm sorry if I got it wrong. Uh, I think I'm on a couple of his videos as well. He writes, "I'm going to throw uh, one out. You both may like to answer. 
With Overwatch adding a competitive mode recently, what is the likelihood that you believe it will take off and to what scale? So here's the uh, obligatory Overwatch talk for the week. Overwatch question of the week, yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking about it a lot, mostly just because, I mean, especially with us not really having played Overwatch for the last week, which is yeah. a weird experience in itself. It's weird. I um, like it. Like, obviously, everyone wants that coveted esports money. Like, yeah. It's where it's at. Heck, even Evo, which just happened this past weekend, was broadcast oh, yeah. on ESPN2, I think. I think so, yeah. And I've seen plenty of stories of people at the bar who were at bars going, oh, video games on TV, you flick it over to ESPN, ESPN and the bar guys would be like, it, it is on that, man. You're watching yep. Street Fighter. Get That's... real. Sonic Boom. <laughs> Sonic Boom. Um, so, um, yeah, like, I, I think it could happen, but they're still going to figure out a way to get the competitive, like, notions to gel better with Overwatch yeah. as a game. I think, like, it's... Look, I've said this from day one of playing Overwatch. I, if there was a, an esports league of Overwatch, I that would be my sport that I would watch. I would I would have a team that I would follow. I would watch that, and I would I I wouldn't miss a match. It because it is such the beauty of Overwatch is it is a great game not only to play but to watch, and it's easy to pick up as someone who's watching it. You can just go alright, cool, they've got to move this payload from here to there. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, this character can do this thing. Oh, this character can do that thing. But, you know, there is that complexity and depth to the way that the characters play and the way they interact and the way you build your team. Well, yeah, and the way that it encourages you to switch up on the fly if something's not working. Like, you don't just keep bashing your head into a wall if you're not making any progress. Mm -hmm. You go back to the character select screen and go, okay, what can I do here that will change the match? And, I mean, it's... You're right, it's, it, but it's it's colourful, it's interesting to watch, like, the characters interact with each other really, really interestingly. I I could I could spend hours watching that game being played, just watching that game being played. So, I think it's going to take off. I think you've just got to look at the popularity of the game, that still, that community base is still going strong. Um, I think when, like, Blizzard, when they launched uh, Heroes of the Storm, like, they were pretty quick into making like you know into tournaments and stuff I, I, but, I mean it gets a little bit easier because it is a MOBA it's it's not which I guess you could argue so is Overwatch but it's 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 different uh, in its the way it's set out yeah but well, like I said like it is like Heart of Heart, Heart of a Storm Heart, is that what is it is that the name of the game uh, Heroes of the Storm Heroes of the Storm yeah like that worked much easier immediately at the gate because it was a a MOBA but Overwatch yep. itself, again, as a game, as as much as you can see it being played competitively, like it doesn't quite lend itself to that style yet. So, and you can no. see them balancing competitive mode still to this day, and they're going to get closer every time because this is what Blizzard do. They'll keep refining, refining, refining until they have it exactly where they want it, and then they'll they'll be set. It should just yeah. get there first. Yeah, for sure. I, I think they. I think it's going to get there. I. I... Blizzard will make it get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They want they want that money, but I, it's I think by the end of the year we might start seeing we'll have a better idea for sure. Yeah, I think we'll start seeing like you know an official Blizzard tournament by the end of the oh, year hey, when well, the game is when's settled. BlizzCon? Like that's probably when it'll be. Actually, that's a good point. That's a really good point. That's coming <laughs> up too. Like they'll straight up do it. Yeah, they will. Uh, and if that does well, then uh, I mean we'll see it a lot more. But. 
I, I, I have faith that it will take off because for someone like me who doesn't watch esports, I'd love to be able to sit down and watch the the Invitational. Is it? I think it's called the Dota Two Invitational. Oh, it sounds familiar. Ah, uh, it's something like that. I don't watch. Uh, I don't watch mobas, honestly. Neither do I. But like, I'd love to sit, be able to sit down and watch that and get hyped for it and like get together with some friends and sit down and watch that. I'd love to be able to get into like watching League of Legends. I'd love to do that kind of thing, but it's just or even like CS:GO and and uh, not not for me. It's not, and that's the thing. It's not for me either. But but Overwatch is. Overwatch is like the everyman's esport. Like I don't know, man. Good. Like if you if you'd had the time, you could definitely have gotten a kick out of some of the stuff I saw happening in Street Fighter Five. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Like, it was crazy. That's definitely. And I'm. I I wanted to watch stuff this. this I would year. say just was, like look it up on like I'm pretty sure there'd be YouTube channels where they upload it. Yeah. Or even check out um, like shuriken.net. They probably have a lot of the Evo stuff up. Okay. I'm gonna check it out. I think tomorrow that'll be my that'll be my thing while I'm editing this together in the Stardew Valley episodes. I'm just gonna have that on the background. Yeah. Like if you just, if you look up the finals for Melee and Street Fighter Five, that's probably a good five six hours of content. Yep. Yeah, well, I'd love to watch the Smash Finals because, again, th- that's the thing, though. Like, Smash is a game that I can watch because I understand it, and it's easy for someone who doesn't understand it to to understand it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, it's cool. It's like Nintendo characters fighting, like at, at base levels. That's what it is. That's the you know, it's like, oh, cool. All these weird characters are together, and like this person can can fly around, and this person lays mines, and this person has like a giant mech, and she can jump out of it. Like, it makes sense to watch it. It's kind of like. It's like soccer. It's like get that there, but then there's these levels or like footballs. Like get this ball in that that part there, or basketballs. Like get that ball in that hoop. But when it comes down, it was like there's all these other little rules and other little things and other factors that you have to consider. It. Um, so uh, when, when are we playing Overwatch again now? Like tomorrow. I'd, can I'd, we play tomorrow? I've been okay like going a week without <laughs> it, but now we're talking about it again. I want to play it immediately. I I got home tonight. I, I, I Ash got home from work tonight, and like she came in and I was like. I haven't played Overwatch in a while. She's like, yeah, me neither. I really want to play Overwatch. I'm like, me too. <laughs> All it takes is like, you think about it for a second, you're like, oh man, I could really go some Overwatch. You scroll through Facebook and you see like an ad for it or like, you know, oh, you're looking watch. at a gaming website and it's like, no, Overwatch, you're like, fuck, I want to play Overwatch. I sure, I sure <laughs> could go for a hit of Overwatch. It's just, it is fucking digital heroin. Like, Jesus. oh my God. Anyway, so thank you, Noxy. For, for forcing our hand into a obligatory Overwatch talk like, of the week. That's a new record, man. We got, hey, we nearly look, got there. We did. We nearly got through the entire... It's like 75% of the episode before <laughs> we, we talked about, about Overwatch. Overwatch. And I promise you, it's the last we talk about Overwatch this episode. It's not. Oh, this one, yeah. But yeah, this episode. This episode is the last we talk about Overwatch. Don't make promises you can't keep. I'm not... Oh, yeah, well, that's true. And uh, speaking of my lovely wife, uh, she's decided to write in some questions for us this week. So, Ashley McDonald writes, she's got a couple of questions. Uh, what is your favourite Pokemon starter ever and least favourite starter? We'll start with that one. Do you want to keep that? Do you have an answer for this one? Uh, all right, look, I was thinking about it for a long time. I looked at the starters, I stared at them for ages, and after all my time looking at them, and it's the super most, it's the most cliche answer you can think of. Yeah. But my favourite's Charmander. Like, just yep. at the gate, like when I first played Pokemon Blue like oh, I just couldn't look past him he's just, it's a, I mean it's a cool design he has a great like evolution progression as well yeah like, like Ch- Ch- Charmeleon is cool and then Charizard is basically Charizard is a dragon without amazing. being a dragon 
yeah, like that's uh, that's a good answer. Like, I mean, you can't beat the original. Like, like at this point, I, again, I know it's cliche. Everyone's like, oh, Charmander, but I don't know. He, like, just based on pure nostalgia, I can't ever look past him. Which is funny because. Like, a lot of my favorite Pokemon are Fire-type, so it's always hard to get him on side. I'm like, Char- yeah. Charizard, Ninetales, like, Rapidash, who do I pick? It's tough. Yep. Yep. That's a solid answer. It's a solid answer. I like that. Um, do you have a favorite? I do have a favorite. Uh, I, again, I'll do the same thing as you. I was looking at these for quite a while today, um, and, like, remembering the, the, the time that I spent with with each of them I'm gonna go wild card like I was gonna say Squirtle because he's that's up there again the same reasons I mean Wartoil's a little bit meh but but Blastoise but Blastoise makes up for it he's he's a walking water tank (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely um I like Oshawott I'm gonna say that I like Oshawott I think he's my favourite oh Oshawott interesting yeah I, I, I like his design he starts off really really cute he looks badass later on, but he still looks like... He doesn't look unapproachable, I guess, would be the way that I would put it. I was going to say, like, if I had to pick a runner-up, like, it was definitely going to come down to either Oshawott or Totodile. Yeah, Totodile's awesome. He's pretty happy looking. Yeah. But the problem Shiny with Totodile, Totodile, at least, is I don't like his evolutions. Right, okay. Like, Oshawott I can deal with, but, like, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't like... Croco, whatever, or Feral Gator. Uh, Crocomire, Crocomire, I think. Uh, yeah, sure, Crocomire. But love Totodile, but yeah, Oshawott's also very cool. Yeah. I also liked Froakie and Fennekin as well, but I think, yeah, Oshawott, he looks awesome. Like, he looks so happy. He's so He's happy. great. He's um, got his little shell on his chest. Yeah. I don't know, he's great. He's, he's... So I think that's probably my favourite. Um, and yeah, well, least favourite... I had to think about this for a bit as well because there are some starters I really don't like. But yep. Again, once I put it all on the table and thought about the starters I hated the most, I just I can't stand Chikorita. That was going to be mine as well. I look. It's not because I hate it. It's just for me. It's mostly eh. like okay. Already, I don't like Grass Pokemon. They don't really interest me. Yeah. But Chikorita has the added downfall, and this this carries through the entirety of its evolutions. That it just stays straight Grass. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't. I like. I said, I don't hate it, but it's just like it's like a nothing start. I'm like, eh, whatever. Doesn't really, doesn't really do anything for me. So I think that's probably the yeah. That, yeah. That's gonna have to be my answer as well. That well was what even, I was gonna go with. even the other grass starters, even if I don't like them, I can appreciate their designs. But I don't. Yeah. Enjoy well, Chikorita, awesome. Bailey for Meganium. Just not a fan. Yeah, Meganium. And like Trico was gonna be my other one as well. Like. Yeah, it's yeah. there's nothing. Poor Should we um, give an honourable mention to Snivy? Snivy, Smugly, fucking smug Pokemon. He's the smuggest Pokemon out there. <laughs> he's a little smug. Prick. Confirmed to be a smuggest starter. Oh yeah, he's just like yeah, look at me. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I don't know. I think that's probably yeah. It's it's gonna have to be it's gonna have to be Chikorita. I think for me, poor little Chikorita. Poor little Chikorita. Little adorable with little necklace. Little grass necklace. Uh, so, the second question that Ash asks us this week. Uh, which is our favourite Pokemon game and least favourite? Easy. Yep. 
gold and silver are the best. You could even cheat. Right. You could even cheat and say heart, gold, soul, silver, since they're both the same thing. But just even even taking all the Pokemon out, I just love it in heart, in soul, in gold and silver. You can go from Johto to Kanto. So you clean up the eight gyms in Johto. You beat the Elite Four. Then you yep. go clean up the eight gyms in Kanto, and then you go beat Red, and you're like, "What? I am the best." Yep. The like best. no one ever was. Exactly. Yeah, and I no, actually that, that's great. completed my Pokedex in that one. Oh, oh, two hundred and fifty-one Pokemon. Oh, that's awesome. See, I never played them. This is going to be the same. Like, we're going to have the same answer. I don't really have a least favorite Pokemon game. I've oh, I've I had. I, I like. I don't. I honestly don't. From the ones that I've played personally, I don't have a least favorite Pokemon game. Um. Of like the mainline games, anyway. Yeah, I assume uh, that's all we're counting, not the spin-offs. Yeah, surely. Um, but my favourite, and this is to come back to the person who asked this question, uh, my favourite, I think, would have to be Heart Gold, Soul Silver, because that was the first time I'd ever played those games, and for the same reasons you said, like, yeah, you finish, like, those first eight gyms, and then you go to the fucking the other region and then do it all again. It's Just, just to make sure t- that you're the best. It's like, okay, exactly. I beat them. Now I want to go beat all those guys again. It's like two games in one. It's amazing. Like it's so good. Thank you, Water, um, for that one. Yeah, and like the yeah, uh, and then like the Poker Walker as well was really cool. Oh but, shit, the Poker Walker. Yeah, man. I forgot about like, that thing. I yeah. still have it somewhere. I I've lost my mind as well and truly gone. <laughs> um, Doesn't work anymore, but I have it still. <laughs> but the reason why I like that game so much is uh, I just started dating. Ash around that time we'd been going out for probably about six months at that point when it came out and we were both obviously like yeah we're getting it and I remember she had holidays I was on holidays from my work as well because I worked school terms at that time so I didn't have any work uh we were house sitting at her mum's house um and I remember we got up in the morning we went into town we picked up our copies of Pokemon we got the opposite of each other I think I got gold and I think she got silver um, so we got the opposites, so we could like trade and whatnot. And we went back home and stayed in bed all day playing Pokemon. We got up, we had lunch, went back to bed, played more Pokemon. Went out and got some dinner, had dinner, came back, played more Pokemon. And that was like a couple of days of that. And it was just the best experience of like, it was for two reasons. What I was like, this is great, I'm playing Pokemon and just nothing but Pokemon and it's so much fun. And two, I... And that was one of the points where I was like, yeah, I reckon I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this girl. Oh, you. Yeah. Well, I honestly was. I was like, I found <laughs> someone that I could fucking sit in bed for two days and play fucking Pokemon with. I mean, what more, what 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 better scenario is, could I imagine in my life? So that for that reason, I think that I have the most fond memories of playing games, of playing Pokemon games. Um would have to be yeah, Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver for me. I'm so excited to play Sun and Moon this year. Yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to getting back to it. It's creeping really up am. on me. Like, between Pokemon Go and this Pokemon question and last week's Pokemon question, yep. the more I think about it, the more I'm like, no, I'm ready. Yeah. And I think I might try and catch them all this time. Ooh, Kyron. All nearly 800 of them. That's <sighs> on record, man. That is I'll, on I'm record gonna, I'll now. go for it. I'll, I'll try. Oh, I love it. Throwing down the challenge. I love it. Right, it's not really a challenge. Um, we already know two people who did it, but I'll, yeah, well, that's, I'll try and that's be true. one of them. Hey, join the club. Do it. <laughs> uh, join the Pokemon so like I said, Club. Yeah. 
So like I said, I don't really have a, a, a least favorite. I tried to think of one for any other reason, like maybe Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, just because I didn't get in them as much. But then at first, uh, but then I went back and started playing them again this year, and they're fine. Look, like that's good. Okay, so my least favorite is going to be Ruby and Sapphire. Okay, but that's purely because when I played them on Game Boy Advance, I didn't like some of the stuff they stripped out. Sure, they okay. added a lot of good stuff like abilities and all that, but overall, I couldn't. I just couldn't get into them. I hate. I didn't like the Reggies as legendaries and all that stuff. I just. Ugh. But honestly, like the remakes that came out right. on 3DS were really good, and it changed my mind completely. Yeah, like I, Secret yeah. Bases are cool. I love them. I did miss Battle Frontier not being in the remakes, but you know, you know, can't have everything, I guess. Well, that's it. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. That's uh, that was a good one. That was a good one. So thank you, Ash. It was lovely. Thank you very much. Um, so we got one more topic this week. Uh, from from uh, a listener. Uh, and I just want to preface this one. Uh, we're gonna get into some stuff that's we're not super experts on or anything like that this is merely our opinion and our view on what we see uh, in the landscape of gaming at the moment um, so please don't hold that against us uh, this is making it sound a lot more foreboding than it actually is <laughs> so like ominous. when we're going to talk about like, some disgusting horror no it's um, uh, one of our good friends uh, Matt Lucas writes to us and says uh, his suggestion this week was to discuss the massive underrepresentation of LGBTQI2+ main characters or characters for that matter in video games. Um. So obviously, we're both two white straight males. Um. So, uh, but we we know we know plenty of people who are you know, gay, straight, bi, all of it. Like it's we have a lot of friends and people that we know and friends of friends who, who are, and this is an important topic. I, I feel like this is a really important topic. Oh, definitely. Like, like it's one of those things where I would love to get to a point where it, the question doesn't need to come up because it's yeah. just, it's just a thing that happens now. Like that's Absolutely. what, that's what I'd love would to get to that point. Yeah. I, I look, I think, I think we're getting there. It's, we're getting there slowly. It's, the thing that I notice personally about this about this whole situation is that when when especially in AAA big AAA games when developers do decide to do something like this in the game it almost feels like a novelty for lack of a better word and I don't mean to like be horribly offensive by saying that but that's what it feels like and it feels almost like I I feel how it could be very offensive to someone um it's it feels like it's just like well, yeah, cool. Like, look at all these people. You can romance. You can be gay or straight. You look at this. You can you can romance an alien. Like it's, it just seems like they're doing it for doing its sake and not for any particularly good reason. I know what you mean, and I think we might be thinking of the same company that does it. They uh, have yeah. a they have a very on and off record. Yep. Uh, but I have to say, I did very much enjoy the. Because more from the not, it's not really that that gets me. It's sometimes the writing just doesn't do it justice. Okay. So it's yeah. a, it's an idea that, again, I'm completely on board with it, but sometimes the writing doesn't back it up. But yep. I very distinctly remember the Iron Bull relationship in yeah. Dragon Age Inquisition, if That's, you were a yeah. male character, was really, really good. Yep. 
it's getting there. I look, it's definitely yeah, getting definitely. there, and we're, we're getting there. The thing that the area that I think that it's being highlighted and explored a lot more is in the indie game scene, which is really cool. I love the indie game scene as it is. I think there's a lot of really cool stuff coming out of there. It's the place where you go where you find interesting new games where you, the games that you didn't think you really ever wanted. Well, yeah. Well, you recently played Gone Home. Yeah, absolutely. It's a like that. Game. Oh. I, I I was literally in tears at the end of that game. I, I and I I put the controller down and let the credits play and listen to the music and I was I was in tears. I was like this that that touched me on an, an emotional level. Um. And yeah, it you know spoiler alert, it does feature two two uh, lesbians in it, two gay characters. Like it's and that's the thing. Like the way they did that reveal as well is beautiful. Like it. I th- always felt like this sort of stuff. I don't really know if it, it. It's better being subtle about it more than anything. Yep. Like yeah, I oh, know oh, absolutely. I mean, like you look at things like uh, I haven't played it, but I've heard about it in, in the division. One of the characters in there just she's talking one day and she offhandedly mentions that oh, like my wife died. And she just mentions it. It's it's not made a big deal of. It's not drawn out, but it's there. It's like cool. It's, they're trying to establish that that's a world where that is socially and culturally acceptable. Yeah, like it's not and like it, it stops is, the it game should be. to tell you. It's a, it's a, it's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, like I said, it's getting there. And it's getting there compared to where it was like, you know, five, ten years ago even. I mean, but uh, like as Matt says, there's, he's, there's really no main characters really or like pivotal characters in storylines that that are that are lgbt like that's they're not there that's the thing like we, we talk about the indies doing it and that's great but yeah like when people when the outside world looks at gaming they don't really look at the indies they look at the big triple a's yeah that's exactly and it. there's just there's just a the well publicized representation there it's all yeah. straight white males big macho soldiers and that's it there's nothing there's nothing else about it um, Which is why, even if I do feel that the writing is sloppy, like I have to admire that Bioware is doing something. Yeah, Not they to- are trying. Yep. Um, look, I, I think that uh, personally, in AAA at the moment, I think that the, the, the one the one company that I I really enjoyed seeing like a a, a gay character in was Borderlands Two and Tales from the Borderlands. With uh, no, sorry, the Borderlands pre sequel and Tales from the Borderlands, um, uh, because Athena, like you know, and and Janie Springs as well, you know, you see them oh, sort Janie. of flirting with each other. Yeah, Janie, you see them flirting with each other in in in, well, Janie especially flirting with Athena in who was a playable character as well in the pre sequel, and then you get to Tales from the Borderlands and you find out they're they're in a relationship and they're you know planning on getting married and all this sort of stuff and that was really cool like I really I really enjoyed that it it, it made me feel really really good so I mean that I think we're, we're slowly getting to a place where it, it is becoming more and more prevalent I was um, also going to say little... that in The Last of Us there was Bill as well yes which is yeah yeah like I mean and again, those are probably two examples of it just kind of... It doesn't stop you to be like, hey, look. It just kind of naturally just happens. Yep, exactly. You just it, 
It should just be there. It doesn't have to be a, a made a big deal of. But it would be great to see like oh, you yeah. know, a main character of absolutely of like fucking I don't know the next Uncharted series or whatever you know something like that or Lara. Imagine if Lara Croft they they came out and made that she was she she was a lesbian like that that'd be crazy in a good way like it'd be a good way to have like this strong independent female character who's a lesbian re- representing all these different like communities and and, and uh, social groups it's it's cool i just I, I would i would love to see more of it just that's it's, that's basically my my general stance like i'm yeah like putting it into words is tricky because i don't want to look dumb or say something wrong but i would just yeah. love to see more representation in that area. i think yeah yeah like i mean I, i've rambled on quite a bit and sort of stumbled over my words a little bit but it is something that I feel is super important and it needs needs to be happen. We're getting better. Like the games industry is getting better, but it's it's taking some time. Yeah. It's it we're slowly coming out of that thing where it's it's a boys only thing, you know. No girls allowed club and it it shouldn't be. Well, hey, it like shouldn't you, be at you all. Look at the stats like it's a very close breakdown between Ap- it is. So. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not a breakdown anymore. It's just like there are yeah. people who play games and exactly. there are people who don't. It should be that way. Everyone's welcome. Yep, that's why we love it. We shouldn't be hateful or spiteful or malicious to anyone just because they do or they don't play games or they do or don't play a specific type of game. Um, yeah, because I'm I'm all for having more people to talk to video games about. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. Look, I think the basic thing we're just trying to say here is don't be a dick, but uh, but yeah, we'd we'd love to see more of that. And I think yeah, the indies are the place to start. So if we can give more love to those indie titles, especially the ones that are important, like Gone Home or Life is Strange as well. Life is Strange is very good. Not so, that's almost like a middle ground. It's, it wasn't yeah. quite triple A, but it wasn't quite indie. So it's it's this sort of middle ground area. Um, and both of those games got quite a lot of coverage, and it's. It's good for well, the right reasons as well. You'll be able to try out the first episode of Life is Strange for free soon, yes. won't you? Yes, I think tomorrow or by the time this episode goes up, it might be live. I mean, I'd, rec- uh, I'd recommend people look into that. I have yes. enjoyed the time I've spent with that game. I need to need to play it, so I'm looking forward to actually getting into the first episode and uh, giving it a go. Um, and I, I did get quite attached to both Chloe and Max through my time with that game as well. Yeah. It's a good game. Well, there's one... Oh my god! I can't believe we forgot about this. We talked about Left Behind, uh, Last of Us, the Left Behind DLC. God damn it! How? Yeah. How did we forget? We forgot that. that. Um, so that there is a perfect example of a of a AAA developer, well known for writing very carefully crafted stories, um, dealing with this 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 subject matter and, and dealing with it well. For, I haven't played it myself, but it's been ruined for me. But from what I tell, from what I can gather, it's it was handled really well. Honestly, the best parts in that game are the parts where you're not fighting and you're just having the moments between Ellie and crap. I can't remember. I, I can't remember. Yeah, either. but you know, those scenes were were so good. Um, and then yeah. I'd, I'd always be lamenting the fact when it would flash back or flash forward, I should say, and be like, "All right, now you've got to kill these um, other hunters." I'm like, "Can I go back to the?" The nice little character cutscenes that were really, really the really nice. interesting story moments. Yeah, and then I'm suddenly ripped back into combat. I'm like, oh, this is jarring. But uh, the interactions 
in the um in the flashbacks were so good even if it was basically i don't know if it was exactly the story from the comic book that came out but i think it was along those lines but still right. really good yep so solid so i i uh so so matter i hope we uh we did that justice for you um i know you're a you're a big pokemon hunter so and you, you you're putting the good fight out there as well for all the work that you do with your art as well so keep at it man i i love your work um if you if the listener have anything else you'd like to contribute to that please like comment it on our on our facebook page let us know um any experiences that you've had uh if, if you've got you any questions us some for games us, like yeah absolutely um I, just by researching this tonight i found a couple of games that i actually want to go check out uh, i think there's one called where is it um it's called uh read only memories like a visual novel that sounded really interesting oh. um, and uh yeah like really interesting ideas involved in it so i, I definitely want to check that out myself so um yeah it, it's it's always really interesting to talk about it's always hard to talk about this kind of stuff um and we've so I, I know i've sort of stumbled over my words quite a bit with it um so i hope we did it justice for you man uh but that about wraps it up for us i think this week karen yeah wow Yes. Uh, do you want to take us out this week? Uh, look, sure thing. So, as as we said earlier, you can hit us up on the social medias. We've got a Facebook page, uh, which is Dialogue Options. We also have our Twitter account, which is at Dialogue Options. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter, at uh, LemonManX, or I guess if you really want to, you can follow Joel as well, who is... What's your, what's your thing, man? At Jolly Mac. At Jolly Mac, there we go. See, I don't know if you should follow him because he, he, he took a bit long to get to it. I don't, I don't I, think I get, didn't want to interrupt you, man. I don't I think he like, gets Twitter. He doesn't, he doesn't get Twitter. Don't listen to him. I love Twitter, man. No, you it's don't great. love Twitter. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so thanks for listening. And we hope that you enjoyed listening. And we didn't make too big a fool of ourselves. And we'll now let our amazing theme song see us out, which is, yes. of course, by Azure Flux, I believe. Yes. Yes. Uh, strike Witches Get Bitches. Yes. Alright, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Catch up. <laughs>